welcome to the second instalment of our weekly ramble. Um, the format is going to be a little bit different today, this evening, as I'm joined by good friend and dame front woman, Shannon Farmer. How's it going, Shannon? Hello. Yeah, it's going good. Thank you. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Good. Good. Um, Thanks for having me. That's all right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. We will play a song first, I think, if that's okay. Cool. Um, we're gonna play. That it. is fine by me. Perfect. We're gonna play "Take It Back," which is a song that it's quite an old one, isn't it? This one. Very yeah, old, I mean, I think it's very old. I think it was released in 2016, which is probably what six years ago. Uh, just just about five and a half years ago. I'm amazed um, that you were, but, you were making music of of this caliber and. 2016 oh, thank you <laughs> i don't know what i was doing in 2016 but it, it, it couldn't have been good so yeah well i mean yeah in between kind of going out at uni um it was probably the only good thing i did so um but um no super proud of this one it's probably my favorite lyrically actually um i think it's, and... it's probably my favorite lyrically as well which is uh, why i chose it to be honest with you and i think it's um it's a bit Oh, is it fair to say that like a lot of your music's quite like up tempo and has a sort of definitely positive mood running through it? Whereas this one's a little bit it darker. It does, yeah. I would say. Yeah, and it's it's so funny because all the songs I usually write, you know, kind of growing up and throughout my life, have always been really moody, slow, and dark. And then I was kind of just playing moody, dark, and slow songs, and I was like, <laughs> right, I need to write some happy pop bangers. And then uh, I kind of just kept doing that. Um, but actually now I'm at the point where I'm like, right, I need to write some more moody stuff again. Um, so it's actually quite apt that you're playing Take It Back because hopefully this will inspire me to get something similar out there soon. Well, there we go. Okay. Well, um, this is Take It Back by Dame. Translation. My words don't often come across Often come across No hesitation I just have nothing left to say Nothing left to say Take it back, to take it back 
I mean, we haven't we haven't known each other for that long, have we, really, Shannon? It's only been no. So for for a bit of context, we our first single we recorded. Um, it, I, I don't know when we recorded it. It was a couple of months ago. I don't know mm, the date yeah. off the top of my head. And November. It was November. Was I remember it? that. That's bad. That is that you know that and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a freak with dates, so I've got like a calendar up on my wall and I cross the days off every day and stuff. So I've got a pretty good memory. <laughs> really? That's I quite like that. Yeah. That's very organized. I know, I know, yeah. I'm a I'm a kind of I'm a project manager by day, so that feeds into the rest <laughs> of my life. I like it. I like it. So it was November and we were heading into the studio and I knew that there was something missing from the song and I sort of had a feeling that it was 
missing something vocally. So I spoke to Ryan, who was the producer, and he'd recommended Shannon. So we mm. we got in touch, and then it, it sort of we went did. from there, really. But I mean, before that, we didn't we didn't speak an awful lot, and then we you know we met in this the studio. It was very brief, and then we've been we've been chatting a bit since. But um, I don't know an awful lot about you or your musical journey so I suppose that's that's what I wanted to that's true that's true actually we do quite talk quite a lot but we don't really know each other <laughs> not at all no but um I mean yeah so that that's I'm, I'm interested I guess I can tell that you are really passionate about music and mm. I'm always drawn to people like that so I'm interested firstly to just know well, where are you from? <laughs> Let's start there. Where are you from originally? <laughs> so I'm from a little town in Cornwall called Helston. Really? Um, I think the, po- I wasn't I think the population. Was... Really? No. Where did you think I was from? I don't know. Just not Cornwall. This will <laughs> anywhere. This will Cornwall. say a lot about first. This will say a lot about first impressions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, so it was a, a a where sorry a little village boy. Little town in Cornwall called Halston, right. population about um, 8,000. Lived there up until I was 18. Okay. Um, and then I went to university in Birmingham, uh, which is how I kind of got inv- involved in the Birmingham music scene and met Ryan at RML Studios. Um, kind of, well, actually, actually a bit later on. But um, yeah, I stayed there for four years and then I've been in London now for four years as well, which is crazy. And how, so was music, is it always around when you were, when you were growing up? Did you always play music or was it something that you only sort of picked up when you, when you came to Birmingham? No, I've, I've always played music. I remember my mum kind of in reception year one forced me into piano lessons. And I wish, um, I wish one I, of my parents l- had done that. I I really really I'm a big advocate for forcing kids to play piano (laughs) yeah I mean I will as well I mean at the time I hated it I was like oh mom I just um you know I just wanted to have my lunch breaks with my friends and um and then and then you know the more I got into it I think because at first I started off on keyboard and then by the time that I actually got around to playing on the piano for the first time and I started using the sustain pedals and, you know, properly playing an instrument, not just a keyboard was when I really started to love it. So, yeah. um, I, yeah, I just, I just got, I, I started listening to, um, Katie Tunstall, my uncle, um, showed oh, me no. a load of her music and I just, I just fell in love and I just wanted to pick up a guitar um, and she, I is, remember is suddenly I see is that is that is that her or am I is that someone else? It is. Oh mate, what it a tune is. Yeah, that no. Is. Suddenly I see. <laughs> it's. I mean, actually, my favorite tune of her as well, and the the song that got me into playing guitar was Black Horse and Cherry Tree. Um, you should check it out. It, she does a version on Jules Holland, um, right. with a loop pedal. Okay. Um, and it's it's just it's just incredible. And I used to beg my mom and my family to um buy me that exact loop pedal. <laughs> <laughs> But, which is like, yeah, they they bought me some loop pedal or something for Christmas. But, um, I haven't delved that deep, so I'll, I will go and I'll have a little listen. Definitely. Yeah, you should. It's really good. So you were really always good. you were always playing music and and around music, I guess. And then was it why why Birmingham as well? By the way, was that was there any reason for wanting to go to uni there, or was it just? Um, honestly. No, it was actually my, and everyone from Birmingham listens to this is going to be like, oh, for God's sake. Um, but um, 
I it was actually my last choice, but um, oh, I got an man. unconditional offer, luckily. And um, I was really lazy at the time. And I was like, well, this way I don't have to actually properly worry about my A-levels. So <laughs> I am I just chose that. But to be honest, I'm so, so, so glad um, that I went because Birmingham is such an amazing city. Um, yeah, it is. I, you know, if I didn't live in London, I'd live there. And I miss it a lot of the time. So... Yeah, it's a great place. It's, it's not not a great place to drive in, but other than that, we um we have we have disagreements me and Birmingham <laughs> about the uh, the clean air zone, but that's, that's oh, really? <laughs> I wouldn't know, but <laughs> <laughs> that's for another episode, maybe maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fun episode. <laughs> Get me back on. <laughs> it won't be fun for anyone, I assure you. Um, okay, so yeah, so where was your first choice then? Just out of curios- curiosity. <sighs> And, I, I can't mean, there, there remember. Was... I think it was. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say, well, like, I did English and music joint honors, so there were only a specific few places that did that. So I think yeah. it was maybe like Cardiff or something, but it doesn't matter anyway because I I dropped music actually when I went to uni and I just did straight English in the end. Oh wow! Funny okay. enough. Um, why was that? How come you dropped music? Uh, I don't know. I think at the time I was, I think I'd come from quite a quiet town with not a lot going on. And I think I was always a bit of a city girl at heart. And I think going to Birmingham and being in freshers and being around all these new people and going out all the time, like all I wanted to do was just experience the world a bit more and meet people and go out. And I felt like at the time the the classical music um, course was just a bit restrictive I was kind of rebelling against it I didn't want to be part of the choirs anymore I didn't want to be in the orchestra um but um I hideously regret it now because now I'm in London I just want to join a choir again I want to join an orchestra and everything um yeah I kind of I guess I have my moody I mean I'm sure it is it's just London's very much one of those weird places where there's so much going on that um you don't really know what to do there's almost too much choice you know when you go to a restaurant and there's like too much on the menu and you yeah, can't yeah. decide what to eat yeah no, <laughs> so I understand yeah. I'm sure I'll find it I hope so that sounds great So, so Dame then was this is is that your first band or were you in bands before or did, did you release music before that or what's the yeah um, well so so what happened is that I um have always kind of written my own songs throughout my teens um and then when I was at Birmingham Uni I got involved with the Live Music Society yeah um and started doing loads of their open mics uh we put on gigs all the time and i started finding a lot more of my friends well finding a lot more musician friends i guess um and i I started to play on my own and um this uh, student-run record label called new street records reached out to me and said we'd like to sign you and i I did my first ep with them uh which is the ep that uh, take it back was on yeah um so they kind of found me some musicians I guess that also went to uni to play with and originally it was just kind of like Shannon and band Shannon and others and then I realized that I just loved playing with people more than I loved playing on my own um so that's how Dame was born really and then um it it started off really a completely different lineup um but uh it was it was maybe in my third year of uni that I met Jake 
at an open mic night who's our guitarist okay. and uh he had this overwhelming love for indie pop and the band fickle friends we bonded over so um i just immediately thought right we have to be in a band together you have to be in dame <laughs> and um you know from that point onwards it's been it's been the two of us really strong and um chapman who's um our bass player as well he um he he came up to us and I remember him saying something like, "Oh, I love your music. It's so optimistic," which is stuck up until <laughs> this word stuck up until this day. And um, he plays bass for us, and um, he, he, he actually now lives that. with me in London. He was practicing that yeah, all exactly. morning. That's a great line. So, sorry, he lives with you in London now. He does live with me in London now. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, it's it's really nice actually. We we don't actually play enough music to be honest, but um, it's so so easy after you finish work to just sit and watch TV and have a beer rather than do anything creative or productive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's but, tough. Um, it's, yeah. You know, you you're working a full time job, and it's as you say, it's just it's tiring. Like trying to sustain. I mean, try the effort to do anything after work is is not really there, but to come home and start mm. writing music that's that's a different thing altogether isn't it so absolutely yeah especially when you've been staring at a screen all day it's you know you don't want it, to it's fine if you pick up a guitar but a lot of a lot of the music we do i guess is helpful when it's production first um yeah so i've been doing a lot less of that and a lot more of actually just picking up a guitar and playing some kind of folky song or you know songwriting song which is which has been nice which has been nice yeah i think like because a lot of the tunes uh, um a lot of the dame tunes are quite production heavy aren't they i'd say but i think and again that's coming back to take it back i think that really relies on it's quite a it's just a lovely piano melody i would say so hmm. oh, thank you <laughs> no problem um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did that. That now I think about it, that whole EP was was songs that I'd written, start to finish, on an instrument, and then taken to the studio. Um, whereas all the songs since then, I guess, have well, they've been more in collaboration, like with Jake and with Chapman. Um, but um, also, Jake does a lot of our production. Right, um, yeah. So he'll he'll kind of you know come up with ideas and produce ideas, and then maybe I'll write vocals over it. Um, so yeah, it's just just different ways of working, I guess. Yeah, we're still, of course. I guess we're still trying to work out what works best for us. It's not a one size fits all solution, is it? It's different for everyone, I suppose. And even for yourself, it can be different yeah. from from track to track. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's how how did how did you write? How did you do you write your tunes? Um, Sorry, I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> How do I write my tunes? With great difficulty, to be honest with you. They sort of come and they come and go as they please, and it's a bit of a strange one. I've I've never been able to sit down and just work through music. As ideas just sort of Mm. come out of nowhere, and then I'll have no ideas for a long time, and then I'll have loads of ideas. In the shower? Do they come? In the shower. Do your ideas come in the shower? no that's where all my ideas <laughs> always come in the shower that's quite and cool. i can never find my phone fo- yeah because my phone's like because i'm in the shower obviously like soaking and like i can't get my phone to record it so i have to try and remember what oh, i'm singing that's, that's and then quite annoying yeah no it's, I, I, I usually have to sit down with an instrument i think for to flesh something out but um once i do have that idea it's, it's astonishing how many times i demo 
a song before mm. you know we'd go into a studio or something like that like it must be some of them have you know they've been re-demoed upwards of 20 30 times or something like that and they're all yeah. like completely different so yeah yeah it well it's all worth it because i think your songs are fabulous so thank you very much i appreciate that <laughs> um you're welcome so obviously you guys you formed at birmingham uni and it sort of all fell into place was it sort of like a conscious did you want to be in a band or is it something that just sort of fell into place naturally like did you go with the idea of like wanting to be in a band and and make a career out of it or <clears throat> was it something that just you know happened organically um that's yeah I don't know it's funny no one's ever really asked me about thought of being a band I guess I guess I've always thought I would do something to do with music um when I was younger I'd always pictured myself as a solo artist um and then yeah I, I guess the band just kind of formed like like as I, as I said when New Street Records you know we, we started working collaboratively and I realized how how much easier it is to write a song with somebody as well yeah, um yeah. yeah I guess I guess it kind of just organically happened are you, um, are you still with New, the New Street Records or is that not a thing anymore no 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 so this was just kind of wow this must have been well, it was 2016 actually of when course, the EP yeah, came sorry, out. That was, um, I forget it was it was a very long time ago. No, it honestly feels like it was yesterday. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's crazy actually. Yeah, we I actually realised we're, we're releasing a single soon, and I realised it's been a whole year since we released our last single, which felt also like last month. So That's time insane. flies. Time flies. That is that's yeah that's crazy. I will um I want to hear more about this single in a minute um yes <laughs> so obviously so you you are not signed to anyone at the minute i assume no yeah completely independent okay so um, how, like how cuz obviously i think we there's you know there's similarities between us and uh, how have you how have you found navigating the industry should we say as 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 an independent artist has it been has it been frustrating has it been you know is it have you enjoyed it? I, I'm always interested to hear how other people have, <laughs> how other people find it because you know at points I wanted to pull my hair out. I probably have pulled my hair out, maybe. Mm, so yeah, <laughs> what's what? Yeah, it's good. I'd be good good to hear what your experiences have been. I mean, yeah, it, there's ups and downs, isn't there? I mean, it's that. I guess the hard thing about releasing music yourself is all of the PR bits that you have to do. And there's so much work that goes in, into that. Um, I'm, I'm super lucky. Yeah, I'm super lucky that Jake, even though I'm meant to be the organized one, Jake is actually super on it when it comes to stuff like that and has pulled together countless spreadsheets and contacts. And, you know, it, it's really it, it's really been helpful having him there. Um, yeah. to do that alongside me I guess and have someone that's so passionate about it um, because I, th I, gu I guess the one thing that I've found was just being independent and working with other people in the music industry and having people do favors for you and you know because you, you we're not at the phase where we can afford to pay what record labels can pay and we will 
pay people, obviously. But, um, you know, when it becomes favors, then it's just people aren't as into it or as passionate as you are and um, things take time and... Yeah, it, it can all it can all be frustrating. Sometimes it's one of those like you just wish you could do. I wish I could do everything myself. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, what one thing that I have found since I've been not even just with this band but with other bands is I'm actually a bit of a control freak to be honest. It's like I need to. Oh, I am. Yeah, I need to um <laughs> be you know like assess every every point and um. Yeah, I guess that can be quite. It's it's a, it's a positive and it's a negative, I suppose. It is, yeah. Blessing yeah. and curse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, but I think I, you know, I, I do think that there probably needs to be more. I don't know if you you found this when you were first starting out with the band, but you just don't really know where to even start. There's so little sort of. Uh, guidance and information or maybe there is oh. guidance and information out there and i'm just not looking in the right places but it, it does seem like when you're first <laughs> starting you're just sort of pissing in the wind basically just oh my god absolutely well do you know what's so funny i still feel like that now like i still i have a little bit more of an idea of what to do when we release a single you know like contact people and the people you that were involved in our last single and uh coverage you might have got before and and radio stations that kind of thing but um yeah. i'm still so clueless like i <laughs> if there is, that, if that there is any guidance out thing, there then. Is it, you know that i don't know are you just are we looking into it too much are you just supposed to just do you until enough people think the weird thing that you're doing is pretty cool is that how it works i don't know like i guess so but it does feel like nowadays you've got to do that but you've got to do it on tiktok like that's <laughs> not really i don't know it is just tiktok really scares me i said this in the last episode and um paolo was was laughing at me quite a lot it really scares me <laughs> that that main feed button i really i tread lightly around that because you get sucked into those reels and you never know where you're going to end up or when you're going to come out yeah i mean <laughs> i also i just no, no. I mean, I, I do get into a bit of a TikTok hole sometimes. Um, but um, I, I want to be able to like post content and do all this cool stuff that I see other people doing. But I'm just I just don't have the confidence to do it. It's so it's really? so that, that surprises me. You, you strike me as quite a confident person. Musically. <laughs> well, <and> thank you. <laughs> so that, that I, is, yeah, that's I don't know. I guess. Maybe I feel a little bit old. I know that's so stupid because I'm only 26, but um, um, I, I guess I do. I just, I feel a little bit out of touch with it. And I feel like anything I post isn't going to be cool or, you know, catchy or I, I, I don't really know. Not to say that people over the age of 25 can't have TikTok, but I just, <laughs> I guess I, I want to be able to use it. So if you have any tips, please let me know. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't have a, a single bit of valuable information about TikTok. But I mean, I, you you did some. There was some some sort of acoustic stuff covers that you did on there. That uh, Daft Punk one was really cool. Really cool. Thank you again. That is Jake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I do what I'm told, and he does the magic. <laughs> no, well, well, whatever, whatever you're doing, it's working. So I wouldn't be so hard on yourself, honestly. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah, maybe over the next couple of weeks up to the single, you'll see some more content, maybe. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. I would. That's what I was. I was going to bring up as well because I, you know, we were, we were complaining about this, or more. I was complaining to you about this recently, but um, mm. more on the topic of not really knowing what to do as a new band starting in the industry. Submit Hub. Let's just talk about Submit Hub for a second. <laughs> oh I yeah. Really, I mean, we... really. I have. I hate submit hub so much i really i don't understand it at all and i really dislike it with every fiber of my being to be honest yeah i mean it can be a bit it can be a bit disheartening we to be honest we haven't even used it this this time round um we might do we might not um but yeah i kind of agree i mean it's it's nice to have people listen to your songs and write stuff and you know it can it can get picked up but it felt like all the feedback we got last year was so just so what's the word not what's the Shit. opposite of objective subjective <laughs> well and and that yeah it just it just felt like you know one person would be like oh my gosh the vocal production is so great on this i love the vocals they lead the song and then someone else would be like this song's perfect but the vocals are so shit like it's it's oh, yeah. it's, it's so, so it's subjective and... place. but it's it's like you know as as a new band you, you only have so many avenues to explore and it's like you know I, I, i'm only speaking from my own experiences here maybe there are other avenues to explore that are a lot more valuable to new bands but you know submit hub is like this huge thing and it's maybe other people have had like a lot of success on it but i've used it quite a lot of times um for this single and i did with the old band as well and it was it's just it's the wild west isn't it it really is like it, yeah. do, it just doesn't make any sense and you, you put money into it and it just seems like a lot of the time the curia curators is that what they call themselves mm. they're just on their sort of I mean, it doesn't seem like they actually listen to the track a lot of the time. Would be my my take on it. But your I don't know. view on it, really? Wrong. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could give more of an opinion. It's been it's been a whole year since I've actually used it, so I can't. I'm I'm sure if if I had if if you'd have asked me this time last year, I'd have a big old rant about it. But um, I just <laughs> I can't still, I can't even remember. Yeah, it's fresh for me. I'm still still bitter. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh, fresh wound. Fresh wound, indeed. So the new single then is out. When when is the new single out? It's out next Friday, eighteenth. Shit, the bird. Okay, so tell us about that then. What what what? How did it come about? What's it about? What does it sound like? Who were the influences? Um, In no particular. Oh order. gosh, who were the influences? I I didn't ask you that at the start. I really should have. Like, who were you listening? Oh, well, you said Katie Sunstall. So there's one. I yeah, Katie Sunstall. I guess she was definitely my. She was definitely who inspired me to play guitar and sing a songwriter. I'd say nowadays, um, I I just love any female indie pop band. Really, um, yeah. Everyone from kind of the like fickle friends sigrid um I, I love i love pop as well like dua lipa charlie xcx um and also more indie bands like wolf alice anyone with a female front woman is just yeah love it love it love it 
I have um, to say, and yeah, of course yeah. the last the last broadcast or so. <laughs> of course, yeah. How could you? How could you forget? Um, <laughs> I have to say that. Oh, I've lost it. What was I going to say then? That's quite annoying. <laughs> that was going to be the best point ever. <laughs> was it? Yeah, maybe it'll re- come back to you. Maybe, maybe. Um, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so anyway, the single. Um, yeah, how did how did it come about? Um, and yeah, where where, did where, it co- where when was it recorded? Where where was it recorded? Um, how did it come about? Gosh, I think we, I think Jake had written the hook, the kind the kind of chorus and the hook. I think whilst he was mowing his lawn, um, <laughs> can, is that is that an American phrase? Cutting his grass? I don't know. Um, mowing his lawn. I remember lawn. he. No, I think you were all right with mowing. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he sent it in a little voice note. Um, and this was pre-COVID. We wrote this song actually in my living room in in my shitty living room in Finsbury Park, and it was oh, the dear. three of us. And uh, Chapman got his bass out, and he was just playing some funky riffs. And we kind of kind of worked through the song together. And um, I mean, I mean, lyrically, it's 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 nothing too clever, I guess. It's just about um when someone's being i don't know when you like spot someone say you're at a party or something you spot Mm -hmm. that person and you're speaking to that person you kind of fancy them they kind of fancy you but it's all a bit awkward and and you just kind of want to be like you know god's sake just tell me what you want and it's 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 that kind of vibe um but um we uh recorded uh the drums for this one in park studios in birmingham and um, record, recorded some other bits as well uh, to it. But this was like a, a way, way back ago. Um, and then, I don't know, COVID happened and our style started to change a bit more. We started to become a bit more, using a bit more electronic drums and that more electronic feel. And so it was kind of adapting, a mixture of adapting what we had and then also a mixture of recording some new stuff um actually at home so um the bass was just recorded at home along with the vocals um so okay. it's kind of yeah it's kind of a weird hybrid mix um and then um one of our friends Jake Coots um who is an awesome producer and also part of a duo called Ace Bermuda um has been doing some production bits on it um I along with our name. Jake who's been kind of yeah, Sorry. yeah, it, it's good. No, well, I mean, they, you, sh- you should check them out. They're um, kind of yeah. like a kind of hip hop electronic duo. Um, very, very clever musicians. Um, and yeah, he he was doing some work for us and led it by Jake. And then yeah, it's it's been in the works for a while. And then we worked with Ryan at RML uh, to mix it and and get it finalized and now it's finally out into the world kind of three years later so uh, yeah that's uh, that's quite a process to be fair um are you happy with the result i see i assume you are but i am very happy it's it's weird though i think i think um this this has been the case with a lot of our songs actually it feels like we're just because of covid and because of a few kind of moving to different cities. It feels like we've had so many songs in the works that we haven't had the time to record and we're only releasing three years later. So you kind of just forget what it sounds like. You're kind of numb to it when you hear it. Um, yeah. So um, I'm excited to, yeah, I'm excited to release it and then kind of 
hear it again for in and get let other people hear it as well because that's when it becomes fresh again when someone's like oh this is really good and you're like oh okay maybe it is really good <laughs> so of course. that's I mean, a really long-winded answer way of saying yes i'm happy <laughs> no it's, it's it's good it's um and i i ask anyway because i it'd probably be obvious it's an obvious question to ask but i think there's you know there's a difference between doing something and it being good and you being like yeah that's good and then doing something and it really having an impact so that was mm. that was why i asked so what are the plans after this single then i suppose i suppose you know what what does the future look like for dame and yourself as a musician you know how far <laughs> Like how um, far do you how who, far do you want to go with 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 being a musician? Is it something that you would you would like to do as a career, or is it just something that you do as a hobby? Or who fucking knows? I <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you did say it's well. Um, yeah, you. Really uh, I mean, I don't know. I I think I mean for Dame, it's it's very exciting. We've got some other stuff kind of in the works that we've been working on that we're ready to release kind of soon as as soon as be there's out of out into the world um and we'll probably line up some gigs um i think me personally it's it's tricky because i think when i put a lot of pressure and when I, in the past i've put a lot of pressure on dame um i get sad when it doesn't work out how i want it to you know when i when oh, that no, single that you release is it isn't the one sorry Oh, no sorry <laughs> i said of course i understand i was just yeah oh sorry. yeah no 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 um but yeah yeah you know you understand it's always there's always that those extra few listens you could have got or that extra bit of coverage you could have got and it it becomes very pressuring when you expect that and and you just say i need to become a musician and actually i felt a lot happier um in this last single well, in this current single release because I've taken that pressure off and there's this I don't have a judgment criteria anymore actually it's just kind of you know what I'm doing what I love my friends are supporting me if other people get to hear it great I'm gonna try and make them hear it but you know what if they don't <laughs> then I'm gonna release something else <laughs> you, know, you know it's very strange because I'm sort of in the exact same position or point myself really um having mm -hmm. you know having put a lot of pressure on myself before um because you, you you know you want this project to do well so you tell everyone that you you know you're going to be in the biggest band of all time and yeah it's it's, yeah, it's probably not the way to go about it and I think you, ha you do have to take a bit of a step back and just just enjoy it and and just ride the wave a little bit rather than trying to force things into submission because when you do do mm. that it's um it becomes it's not fun anymore is it it's it becomes quite well just it's just it becomes, not fun a, it becomes a chore it becomes a second job that you're not getting paid very well for so well At i'm all. certainly not anyway so <laughs> <laughs> no don't worry nor am i <laughs> yeah nor, nor a lot of us with those um, yeah. Spotify streaming royalties. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so what the, it's kind of, 
what's the point of doing it? And I know, I know we've spoken about this before as well, but I, I felt a similar way with when we were doing quite a lot of gigs. It kind of felt like it does. I absolutely love gigging and I love it when really? I can get all my mates down and well, I, I love it when it's like a one-off gig and all of your mates are down and they come to see you and it's a room full of people, whether that's in Birmingham or London, usually for us. Um, God, but there's only so have? often. I've only got about four. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got a couple of mates. They've, they've, they all bring their mates. So, um, but um, I also bully them into coming. So, <laughs> so oh, you've got to, um, you? you've got to. Exactly. But I can't do that, you know, every month. I can't I can't expect my friends to come and see me play the same set and pay money every month. Just, you know, it becomes a bit of a... Them feeling like they have to and rather than them wanting to. Um, I'm you sure they do you... want to, but it feels like for me anyway. Yeah, you feel like you're, you're you know, you're putting yourself on people and um yeah i completely get it it is it's difficult it really is um mm. have you have you got any plans to play live soon with in support of this single or just is there anything coming up uh so not in support of this single but there definitely will be some stuff kind of mid to end year we're just all we're just in talks at the moment and planning some bits um but um, yeah, at the moment we're focusing on the music release, so and and trying to work out how to use TikTok. Yeah, of course. If you find out, let me know, will you? <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> but it is, um, I suppose. Yeah, I I feel like I'm the only person in the world that doesn't really like playing live. I just I want to be like the Beatles. I just want to make music and just never talk. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stressful and so stressful it like, logistically it's such a challenge like you go to this venue you park and there, there's never parking and then you turn up you offload all your gear you've got the sound guy who's just not interested he's just like <laughs> sort of <laughs> uninterestedly um flicking buttons and then yeah, I sound quite yeah. negative, but like no, no, no. I absolutely feel you. You know, what you I know mean? There's, there's there's definitely gigs like that. There are some gigs though that are just if you get the right venue, the right you know sound engineer, and the right people, it can be it can be great. But yeah, a lot of the time it's a, it's a lot of stress. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, um, where's have you got like a favorite gig that you played location wise? Oh my god, um, that is a big question. Uh, or a notable one, even one that you thought, well, yeah, that was that was top draw. That was a notable one. I mean, we've played um, a few of our last gigs have been at Colours in Hoxton, um, and it's not familiar. Yeah, I mean, this it's um, it's in Hoxton Square. I mean, Square. I mean, the the sound there is just just amazing. Um, and the stage is awesome and it's a really cool room. Um, so that that we did a gig there in lockdown, actually. That was awesome. Um, not in lockdown. That, that would be stupid. We did it like <laughs> in between the lockdowns. Um, so um, we, managed, we managed to get one in. It was kind of all socially distanced and seated. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, pff, I don't know. There's, there's so many nice venues over Birmingham we've played. I used to love the Sunflower Lounge. That was awesome. Yeah, the sound in there is really good, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Great. It is. Yeah, I we did our like EP it's... release gig actually in 2016 there. Um, oh really? 
yeah which was it was also my 21st birthday so it was like the best night of my life <laughs> yeah that must have been really special actually it was definitely oh okay i think that's everything thank you Great. for speaking to me i appreciate it no well thank this, you for having this me on time of night no problem no problem don't worry <laughs>